Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you all for coming to join me for the next 45 minutes. Speaking of which, there's not a clock in here, so I'll try to keep track of the time. Um, isn't this a great workshop? I have been thoroughly impressed, and I just want to take a minute to compliment the organizers, the planners, the volunteers. This has been truly first rate, and I know I have just enjoyed it tremendously and have learned a lot, and I hope you have too. This is really, really good. Uh, yesterday, I heard Everett Hufford say that he was surely the least qualified speaker on the agenda this year because of his limited experience in jails and prisons. Well, I wish he were here because I want to tell him, Everett, you're totally incorrect. I have that title hands down. I don't have personal experience with jail and prison ministry. However, I know that World Bible School materials are used extensively by Christians and churches all over the country and in foreign countries in jail and prison ministry. And because of that, I'm here in order that I might hopefully share some little bit of information that's useful to you. But more importantly, I am trying to be like a sponge and learn as much as I can from you because I want to be sure that World Bible School is the very best tool possible for you who are using it uh, in your prison and jail ministries. WBS is simply a tool. You know, the power, of course, is in the Word of God. World Bible School is a way to help equip Christians so that they can be more confident and more competent as they share Jesus, whether in a prison or not in a prison. So I would like to share some of the basics with you this morning, and hopefully there'll be something here that you will find beneficial. And please ask questions as we go and offer any thoughts you might have during the presentation. Is there anybody here today who is currently using World Bible School materials in what you do? Okay, a couple. Um, I appreciate that, and again, I hope that you will take a minute to stop by the booth out in the hallway, take a look at the materials we have there. Uh, as long as I don't run out, you're welcome to take samples of what I have. And one of the things there is my business card. Please feel free to take that and give me a call if you have questions or anything that I can do to assist you going forward. Okay, let's get into it. That's not a good sign. There we go. Go. Where am I going with this? Anybody know? It's a very important word for every Christian, whether you're involved in prison ministry or not. When you think of go in the context, especially of Matthew 28, because Jesus told his followers, he challenged them to go to all nations. Similarly, in Mark 16, he said to go into all the world. In that passage, he said, take the message to all creatures or to all creation. There's little doubt what he had in mind there and what he wanted his followers to do. And in your context, certainly prison and jail ministry is part of that go. How many people never give a thought to sharing the gospel message with those behind bars? And yet you do, and I want to thank you personally for that. That is such a tremendous, tremendous outreach and a tremendous effort. We know in John chapter 4, 
when Jesus was at the town of Sychar, he had talked to the woman at the well. She went into town. The townspeople were coming out to Jesus. You see in verse 30, they were coming out towards him. You go a little further, you see this statement in verse 35, where Jesus, in speaking to his disciples, his followers, as these townspeople were coming towards him, Jesus said, open your eyes and look at the field. They're ripe for harvest. He was referring, I believe, to those people who were coming to him. Just as you have the opportunity to present the saving message of Jesus to many, many people, the fields are white to harvest. And I want to thank you for being workers in that field. There is a role for World Bible School to play. World Bible School is known over the years for reaching large numbers of people with the gospel, and I want to share some of those with you in a few minutes. But it's all about relationships. I am, in one sense, very much a numbers man. I want more and more and more people to be exposed to the gospel. I want more and more people to have the opportunity to hear the saving message of Jesus and then to decide what they are going to do with that message. But it's not all about numbers, certainly. It's about relationships. Now, I want to share some of the nuts and bolts with you, if I can, about the technique of teaching with World Bible School. And I want to describe to you a little bit about the basic curriculum set that we use. We call this the Master Series. It's made up of seven booklets. I have samples on the display out here. And beginning in the upper left, the first one is called The Way to Life. The Way to Life assumes very little biblical knowledge on the part of the reader. It's very basic. In fact, the first paragraph of that booklet talks about a little boy who sees his father looking at a road map. And he says, Dad, why are you looking at a road map? And his dad says, well, son, we're about to go on a long journey, and we've never been there before. And if we don't have a guide to get us there, we will not get there safely. We've got to have the, the proper guide to get us where we need to go. From that starting point, this booklet shifts the discussion to things spiritual. And asks the question, what kind of spiritual roadmap do we and should we use in our lives? Because aren't we ultimately seeking a destination spiritually? Well, how are we going to get there? What roadmap are we going to use? That's the introductory booklet to the series. The second booklet is entitled, God Has Spoken. And it dives deeply into questions such as, who is God? What about the authority of God? How has God revealed himself to man? It talks about how God has revealed himself through nature, through the prophets, etc and is very much attempting to help establish the authority of God. The third booklet, This is Good News, talks about God's eternal plan, His eternal purpose, and then goes on into the fourth booklet, Knowing Jesus, to explain how that plan of God has been and is being played out over time. How Jesus is the culmination of God's eternal plan and eternal purpose. The fifth booklet is entitled, Born of Water and the Spirit. I wonder what that one's about. This booklet is all about conversion. This is a very in-depth study, and it's all about how for a person who intends to approach God, to please God, to serve God, 
they must submit their will to God's will. And it talks about all the different facets of what that truly means. It's a very important study. Born of water and the Spirit. Now we shift gears with the next two booklets. The Family of God and Live a Life of Love are actually written for a new Christian. They are written for someone who has made the decision and has become a Christian. They were written originally for a setting in a nation far away where a person is, is baptized and there's not a congregation of the Lord's people just down the street. There may not be a Christian for hundreds of miles. These were written in a, for a scenario like that to help a person understand, okay, I'm a Christian, now what? What do I do? How do I grow? The body of Christ, what is that? What are the parts of the body? What is my role in the body of Christ? These two booklets, as an in-depth study of the book of Ephesians, address those questions. So when you look at this set corporately, what you see is a very well-organized and building block approach to understanding God's will for me, what God would have me to do in response to His will, and then some additional material to help me grow after I make that decision, after I submit my will to God, after I become a Christian. In addition, I especially want you to know about the two booklet set written specifically for Muslims. One of the huge issues that Muslims have with Christianity is this guy Jesus. Who is this man Jesus and why do you Christians elevate him above the other prophets? Is that right? That's a huge question, a huge issue. These booklets are intended to address those very questions and to help to establish the fact that in the first booklet, the prophets of God, to describe the various prophets who have come from God, the roles that they played, and then to discuss Jesus, the Messiah, and to establish that He is exactly that. He's not just a prophet. He is the Son of God. He is, as I said before, the culmination of God's eternal plan. In addition, we also offer a three-booklet children's series written specifically for kids ages 8 to 12. Now, why do I tell you about that? If you ever have opportunity to outreach to the families of prisoners, these can be tremendous uh, tools to do that. These were not written specifically when they were created for a prison scenario. They were written because many times we would get people who would register to be students and when we would look at their information, we would see, I'm nine years old. Your typical nine-year-old is not going to be ready for the Master Series level of study. So these were created in a very age-appropriate fashion, and they talk about various heroes of the Bible. They talk about, about great Bible truths. And the hope, of course, is that a young person will, with the, with the help of an adult, hopefully, will study these lessons, and then as they get a little older, they will come back and they'll study with us as well. Again, our intent is to provide tools that you can use that are useful to you. So at any point, if you have questions, let me know. Afterwards, if you have thoughts, questions, suggestions, please come <coughs> see me because I'd really love to hear what you think and what, uh, what we might be able to do to help you.
WBS has existed under that name for over 40 years. And during that time, there have been many people who have been presented the gospel mostly using printed materials just like these. In fact, since 1973, we estimate that somewhere over 30 million people have studied the gospel through this method. And there's, there's two things about that number that, that I always think about. And the first is, that's a lot of people. And the second is, that's not very many people. And I think you understand what I'm saying there. 30 million, that's, a, that's an enormous number. But do you know how many people there are in the world? Seven billion with a B? Yeah. How many more people need to hear the message of Jesus? So there have been a lot of people who've studied using these tools. A lot more certainly need to do the same thing. We have in recent years taken this same material, put it online. The Master Series lessons that I showed you are also online. Now, obviously, that's not a direct application in most, if not all, prison and jail settings. Someone mentioned to me a day or two ago that they thought there might be, and I forget who it was or where it was, that they thought in, in a, a facility that they were aware uh, of or involved in, that there might be a computer lab being set up and there might be a potential for access to materials such as this. Does anybody know of any situations like that? That really surprised me. It was the first I'd ever heard of the words prison and jail and online learning together. But if in fact you ever become aware of that, this is an option that I would highly recommend that you consider. This is actually growing uh, quite nicely. Last year we had over 135,000 registrants worldwide uh, on our website to study. So what's the point of all of this? Again, whether in a prison, jail, ministry or not, every person alive today going down their life faces decisions, faces forks in the road, faces issues that force them to make decisions, what am I going to do and who am I going to be? What spiritual roadmap are they using to make those decisions? We really appreciate the opportunity to be able to provide materials that can help Christians show others how to approach the cross of Jesus, how to consider God's Word, how to understand His will, understand who Jesus is, what they need to know and what they need to do. I love this slide because even in the setting that you guys are involved in, they may be prisoners physically, but they can be freed of their shackles spiritually. And that's, of course, the beauty of the gospel. A few more numbers. Worldwide, we have well over a million students every year. Somewhere around six to 8,000 Christians serve as study helpers or teachers. Many people request baptism every year. It's a very inexpensive way to teach. And I love all those numbers. Let me show you a few more. Um, let me start by saying this is not a total. These numbers represent only those inmate names that have come through our office in Cedar Park, Texas to be given to teachers to teach. There are vastly more prisoners than these.
currently being taught using World Bible School materials. I know that based on people that I talk to and reports that I get, both in the U.S. and in other countries. There is a thriving and growing prison ministry in Zimbabwe. Has anyone ever heard of uh, a lady by the name of Ruth Orr? Does that name mean anything to you? Ruth passed away recently, but Ruth was a dynamo in teaching in African prisons. Ruth was a little, little white lady about this tall. She traveled Africa end to end. She told stories of how one warden literally gave her a key and she said, what is this? And he said, this literally opens the front door. You're welcome here anytime coming to this prison. Ruth taught a multitude of people the gospel in prison and out. This is one I received just last week. Bill Lewis, who is a volunteer chaplain at the Sterling Correctional Facility in Colorado. Uh, I, know, I know Bill pretty well. We've talked numerous times in recent months. And he wrote me prior to this telling me, I've finally been given permission to have a, a baptismal event in the prison next Saturday. And he said, and I'm concerned about that. I have a lot of people who've expressed interest. They, they've expressed a desire to obey the gospel. But he then mentioned the, the peer pressure, the taunting, the, the, the hatred, the venom that can and is often displayed towards people who express those kinds of beliefs. And he said, I don't know what's going to happen. And I asked him to let me know after the event, and this is what he sent me. And I would just say, praise God. I mentioned earlier how I'm trying to learn. Well, I learned something very interesting here. Is this a new word to anybody other than me? Does anybody in here know what that is? I looked it up. Okay, good. I can tell you what this is. A satru, and I'm probably mispronouncing it, is a religion. It is a neo-Germanic religion and it's based on ancient Norse mythology. Thor and his hammer and all that stuff. That's what that is. That would be witchcraft, right? Or witchcraft. Uh, the definition I read didn't mention witchcraft, but it's quite possible. So anyway, I also want to share one story with you. The gentleman on the right in this photo, his name is Ernest Bullard. Ernest lived a very violent life as a young man. He went to prison, uh, a variety of charges including attempted murder. He spent well over 10 years in prison. He got out of prison in 2006. While he was in, he was studying the, the gospel through World Bible School. And after he got out, he, he associated with a group of Christians at a church in Austin where I live. He was baptized. And that group just embraced Ernest he was a part of the family. But it didn't stop there because Ernest decided that he was so grateful for what he had experienced and the life he was given through the gospel that he wanted to do the same for others. And he became a WBS teacher. And before he died in 2014, Ernest shared the gospel with thousands and thousands of other people. And I use this, this title, A Changed Life, you of all people understand what I'm talking about there, how the gospel can change the lives of people. And in this case, it not only changed Ernest's life, but it propelled him to go forward 
to help change the lives of others. Beautiful man, beautiful story. Bullard. Mm -hmm. I always have to include this passage, and please don't take this in any other way than what it's intended. I know in this group you understand the importance of keep on keeping on, not getting discouraged. I know that as a group you understand that you're going to be rejected many times in order to find that one who will not reject you, all right? You understand that. When I give this presentation many times, my hearers don't seem to understand that. Sometimes I talk to people who will get involved as teachers, and I will ask at the end, any questions? And almost invariably, a hand will go up, and they will say, Bill, we're so discouraged because we don't see, what word do you think they put there? Results. We don't see results. Now, what's wrong with that concern? What do you think? God's going to give answers. Exactly. Exactly right. God keeps score. Yeah, God keeps score. And we may not, we may not witness that. We're just the farmers. Absolutely. First of all, whenever I, I hear that response, I try to be very careful because I understand discouragement. We all do. That's very natural. So I try not to come across in some, well, you just need to get your act together. Of course, that's, no, of course not. But I try to gently remind people, when you look at the passage in Mark chapter 4, what was it that that farmer did? He dipped into that bag and he threw that seed everywhere. How much seed did he sow? How much? Okay, probably a lot. What happened to the vast majority of what he sowed? A variety of things. But the bottom line is, much of that seed did not produce a lasting crop. Is that right? I think it's interesting when you consider that I feel certain that if that farmer could have, he would have opened that bag and he would have said, Ah, that one's going to produce, so I'll plant it. That one's going to produce, I'll plant it. These other 10,000, I'm not going to bother because I know they're not going to have a result. Don't you think he would have done that if he could? I think he would have. But of course, that's not the way it works. He had to sow that seed far and wide to find the good soil. And I always remind people that today, the very same thing is true. The fact is that many people who sign up to study the Bible with World Bible School will begin and they'll never finish that, that I know of. Again, I must be careful when I say that. To my knowledge and to many teachers' knowledge, they fall by the wayside. But the beautiful thing about that is, as someone just stated a minute ago, God, God keeps score, not us. God knows we don't. I think it's a wonderful blessing that God didn't task us to be the ones to change those hearts. He tasked us to sow that seed and where we can to water that seed. He takes care of the rest. And I always try to share that with people as an encouragement so that 
they understand, let's be sure that we keep the roles properly divided, our role and God's role, and not try to step over into God's arena and try and do the things that God does. I have another, uh, another slide that I didn't show that I will usually follow up with, and it's a picture of a letter written by a young lady who was a World Bible School student in China. She was not a prisoner, and she wrote this letter to her uh, study helper in 2012. And the long and the short of the letter is, Dear Al, I was your student 10 years ago. And we started the study, and we, we made our way through the study, and when we got to the part of the study that talked about conversion, I quit. I couldn't hear that at that time. But I'm writing to let you know that it never stopped working on my heart. And that recently I've been baptized, and I'm now your sister in Christ. And I use that to illustrate to people, truly, we have no idea the good that is done when the seed is sown. So I think that is, that is a very, very encouraging passage. One of the things that we offer, now I'm going to step entirely out of my prison ministry role for just a moment. In addition to the printed materials that are available is online teaching. These same uh, Master Series lessons are available online. If you or anyone you know would be interested in learning more about that, please go to that web address listed on the bottom of the slide. This is uh, a tremendous opportunity. You know, there's a lot of things on the internet that are evil, and yet this technology provides a tremendous opportunity to spread the Word of God, and we're trying to take advantage of that. And so if you or others you know are interested, please take a moment to check that out. Now, I'd like to... Uh, Next, open up for just a minute and share with you a few things that I have heard, and then I want to see if you have anything else you'd like to add to the list. One of the things that I try to do at events like this is to better understand what are the difficulties that you face in the ministry that you're involved in. And from people that I've talked to in the past who use World Bible School in prison ministry, I'm told that these are some of the issues that they face. By the way, anybody want to guess what the first most mentioned difficulty is that they face? I'm just curious. Not keeping up with the material? Or no, no. Well, it's actually this right here. Many people that I talk to, a few of them tell me with a smile on their face, the chaplain is a member of the church, and it's wonderful but that's very few. More commonly, I encounter people who tell us that for whatever reason, they don't like what we're teaching, they don't like the Church of Christ specifically, and they make our lives very difficult getting into the jail or getting into the prison. But that's something that I've, I've found is, is very difficult. Um, another one is losing track of students once they get out, and teachers who, who desire to continue to help people uh, sometimes have great difficulty with that after the students or the, uh, the inmates get out of prison. Many have talked to me about difficulty getting material in specifically 
In some places, it can't have staples when they take it in. It can't have colored ink. In some locations, they've been told you can only bring in a single page, nothing more. Uh, and those can present great difficulties. I found it interesting, again, I'll display my lack of knowledge here for a moment. When I asked, no staples, what in the world? Was that, was that a concern that they might turn the staple into a weapon? And the answer was no. But what was it? Use it for tattooing. And the same with the colored ink. In some way, it was extracted and was used in tattooing. So a lot of concerns there. Is there one more? Yeah. Now I want to just ask you guys, what has been your experience, and can you offer anything to me that might be useful as I talk to other people in terms of the, the kind of issues that you've experienced? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. How do you how do you get around that? What what do you how do you respond to that rule? Well, do you not take things or? Most people I know, the ones I know, they just uh, revert back to not giving out anything. Mm -hmm. uh, fortunately, we're in a situation where we in the Sunday morning worship service and uh, the new life Edge Bible class at Women's School in Nashville. <coughs> Mm -hmm. lots of different Bible courses and so I asked them you know how are these courses managed you know do they do the teachers just grade your paper and send it back do they do they comment do mm -hmm. they right. make suggestions and I get back answers that very few do that does that include World Bible School teachers do you know? That I don't know. They, okay. I mean, I mean, because, you know, they don't really tell me what I'm right. doing. Mm -hmm. but, but I'm doing World Bible School. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I can't, I try to develop a relationship with those people and literacy or communication. So many of them, you know, really can't write. A, a paragraph. They might write a piece of a sentence. And so writing, for them to write a letter back is mm -hmm. it's just not going to happen. So what I have started doing is that I have started just on an additional page write out questions for them to answer to me. 
to tell me something about you know them and their lives and they seem to do that that answer might just be a you know a piece of a sentence but it but it it allows me to know more about them and it allows them to open up to me right and and so you know that relationship thing i mean that's sort of like the watering part we plant the seed but we can also water in those relationships mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then second uh, i don't know about others but i have started when i send out my lessons i have started sending up uh, a stamp envelope now i have to put on that envelope world bible school and then my address in order for it to get through to the student because in the texas system if that's not there that gets removed and and i have <coughs> it appears to me i've not really kept real good records on it but my return has really increased and i get so many responses back man this stamp really helps me because that, mm -hmm. that's a big problem for me to have yeah. a stamp to send it back one of the um, other i'm sorry go ahead yep that's that's the main two suggestions that mm -hmm. i have is that you send them you send them questions in addition and you and 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 then that stamped envelope those are those i think have really made a difference in my in my studies with them mm -hmm. and i've got guys now that have gone through all of the world bible school and most of the new life behavior thing right. i mean they just hang in there if you develop that relationship mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so very important. Uh, has anybody else any experience with sending stamps to prisoners? I, I'm surprised that you're able to do that. Yes, sir. I see it stay there because in Tennessee, you can send an inmate a book of stamps. Really? Okay. Well, I mean, in the okay. Texas system, I mean, one of the students, I sent him a, you know, I says, what can I, how can I get a stamped envelope to you? Mm -hmm. And he says, and, and I said, and I put on there, you know, World Bible School with right. my address. He said, and he sent me back. He said, if you put it just like that on that envelope, mm -hmm. that they'll let it go through. Yeah. And, and they have done that. I, I have heard all, from all others. All the units that I know of. Yeah, I have heard from others in the past that in many locations that's strictly forbidden because that's then used as currency within the system and, it, and it, they weren't able to, to do what you're describing. Uh, so. Well, in Tennessee, family members can send books of stamps, just in a regular letter. Mm -hmm. You can send a book of stamps to anybody, family members, anybody, just by regular mail. Right. I guess the bottom line is know the rules where you are, know them well. Yeah, exactly. Yes, sir. Just what is the procedure now for starting to work with the going in? Let, let me answer that this way. The one thing that I've learned most about
prison and jail work is, the only constant is that nothing's constant. Everyone I've talked to, if it works a certain way here, you can be assured it probably doesn't work that way here, here, or here. So I'm not sure there is one answer to your question. Can I answer that? Yes. In the state of Tennessee, if you'll check with the chaplain in charge and find out what the SOPs are, standard mm -hmm. operating procedures, they'll be glad to tell you either yeah. yay or nay. You may not like the answer, but they'll tell you. Yeah. The way we handle communication, Brother Bill, we, uh, we have a lady comes in that teaches them how to read if they can't read, how to write if they can't write. We increase that communication. Bill and I, I mean, Jim and I teach them the Bible. But if they keep reading, they can't write, you, you can't, it's hard to teach them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you start that communication of teaching, reading, and writing, and, and most jails will allow that. I'm not, allow, uh, I'm not aware of any in the state of Tennessee that won't. I don't know about other states now. Mm -hmm. So I guess the answer is talk to the chaplains, the officials, yeah. where you're at, and get the rules to be sure that you well, can. I was talking about the books. Now, that's for the prison, not the jail, though. That's for the prison. Every jail is different. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. How long does it take to complete a book? Is there an average? You know, there's really not. I have seen people complete this entire series now. In, in, a, in a jail or a prison setting, it's dependent upon the person bringing the material, how often they come, you know, that you've got to consider that time period. But for example, a person, a, a, a diligent reader could read that, could answer the questions easily in 30 to 45 minutes. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. At least. Now this one, there's one lesson. It's very thin, it's very basic, and it's that way on purpose. When you get down to these, these last two booklets, they are extensive, they're comprehensive, they're thorough, they're in-depth, there's a ton of material. It would take a lot longer. So uh, it varies. Uh, just to give you an example, the same material on our online system, I've seen a person do that as quickly as two weeks. Some literally will take years, whether it's online or in print. It's pretty much up to the diligence of the student and the diligence of the study helper in providing those materials to them. That's not a very specific answer, but it's about the best one I can give you. Does that, does that help? Yes, ma'am. Okay, I'm, I'm sort of confused here, so clear my head. Okay. Like, I teach a ladies class in the local jail. Mm -hmm. Would I take that series, like say, uh, if I go tomorrow, I take the first lesson and we would study it together? You could. Would I use it that way? You could. The beauty of this is you could, it's yes, yes, or yes. Okay. You can do it in a variety of settings in a variety of ways depending on what's allowed in your location. The bottom line is there's study material in here to include any scripture references that we refer to. Every question on the quiz, multiple choice quiz, is based on a scripture. Every scripture that's referenced is within the lesson. So if the student does not have a Bible, they have the scriptures that are referred to. So you could leave the material, collect the completed quiz later, take it away, grade it, bring it back. You could, in a group setting, do this if it's allowed and if that's doable. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's very versatile in that way. Yeah, yeah, about 52, 53 in, in this set total. Was there? Yes, ma'am. I don't. I really don't. You just uh, take those staples out and get a hole puncher and punch a hole on the inside, put a string through there and tie it, 
That seems to work, or at least in some of the Tennessee jails, it seems to work. Again, in your location, find out what those rules are. I, I don't have these to provide that are not in color, but I suppose you could, you could take one and run it through a copier and turn it into black and white if you, if you wanted to do that. Yeah. On the turnaround, I have, I mean, it's somewhere three weeks to six, six weeks generally as a, as a typical. Through the mail? Yes. Okay. I mean, I don't, I do not go in, I don't go in, I'm, mine's all strictly postal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but you'll have some that will just, you know, I've had a, I've, I've had some that just drop out. You just assume they're gone. And then a year later, you'll get a letter. Hey, can you send me that last lesson again? I, I need to get back in it. And uh, so you don't give up on it. Mm -hmm. Can they send it to your home address? Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm just an individual. I'm not right. working through any, any Church group. I mean, I know some of times they say do not hand out your your own personal information, so that's always. Mo most World Bible School teachers, and this is a generalization, but most, if they're associated with a church program, they will use the church address for the return of that because it it makes sense if you want to safeguard your personal information, your address. It's an easy way to do that. Yeah, but you can do it either way. But if your name, if you put your name on there. You know, if someone gets out and has access to a computer, he'll find you. <laughs> yeah. Now, but one of the the problems that I've experienced is, and and if y'all anybody's got suggestions on this, when they leave, they it's hard to get a forwarding address. And I have lost communication with just about every one of my students when they leave. So it's pretty much up to them to contact so you with their new address. That address okay. and, 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 often, and, and I think generally, this I don't know, maybe Mr. Griffith can give something here. They really don't have an address, you know, nail down firm where they're going to go. Now, at least that's the way it appears to me. Buck, any, any thoughts on that? Usually we ask them whenever they get where they're going to contact us. And so that's what, well, that's what I've, I've tried to do. And, and But oftentimes, in the Texas system anyway, they get when they get on parole, they don't know when they're going to leave that facility where you're reaching them at. And so... <coughs> All of a sudden, they're gone to another facility to get ready to leave, and by the time that mail gets forwarded to them, they've gone, and it winds up coming back to me. Mm -hmm. okay. and, and so that's that's really a, a yeah. problem with just posting. Yes, sir. We've got time for just a couple more. Yes, sir. And most
Catholics can be difficult, but I found overall Catholics to be pretty kind, and they'll work with you as best they can. Okay. Yeah. In, in Tennessee, the Tennessee Department of Corrections has a website, and you can go under that uh, website and make a type in Bill Caldwell, and they'll tell me where Bill's at. I hope you can't do that with Bill Caldwell. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just using that. I know. Okay, that Jim Fox, type in Jim Oh, Fox there you go. They can tell me what, uh, what facility Jim's at. If he's been released, it'll mm -hmm. have or released. It doesn't necessarily house where they are released to. But if I'm transferred from uh, one facility to another facility, it'll have that. Okay. Texas has that, too. Yeah. Our website has that. All of these answers I'm hearing go back to, I think, reinforce the wherever you are, learn the rules where you are, talk to the chaplain, learn your set of rules in your location and see what resources you have and use them to your advantage. Uh, we are, well, we've got time. Is there, was there one more? That, yes, ma'am. One minute. Okay. All right. We have one minute. Okay. Don't make me do a song and dance up here. Buck. I, I might just mention that we keep a list. Um, of all of the states and the facilities and their differences and there's even differences within the states mm -hmm. depending on the type of unit it is privately run or state run or federal run and some of them won't even let us put return envelopes in to send them back and uh, some won't allow the staples like you mentioned uh, others do so if you're mm -hmm. doing a, a lot of them uh, it would be worth it to just keep your list and Okay. And tell us what that website address is to get that information that you just mentioned. Oh, you on your our, your our website. Web, yeah. yeah. It's www.nlbm.org. Uh, okay. Great. Thank you very much. Well, thank you all. I appreciate your attention. If you have questions, I'll be out at the, the booth. Please give me a shout. Take a, a card. Call me later if I can be of help. Thank you so much. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. You bet.